seeing. So. Okay. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to Merch Money. Uh, sorry for the delay. We were having technical difficulties and still having technical difficulties, but Travis is here, even though you can't see him. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> he he um, had the power shut off at his house. They're doing construction and they're building a new house nearby and they shut off all the power. So he's trying to do it from his phone and it's not working very well. <laughs> Nope, but, it's, it's been a day. <laughs> thank you so much for still coming on, even with all of the obstacles and all the crazy stuff that happened today. Really appreciate it. Yes. Not, not, not a problem. Thanks for having me. And we can hear you perfectly, so that's good. Awesome. I think it'll add to the ambiance, like this mysterious person who charges $49.99 <laughs> a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Just a voice. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he wants to come on anonymously. Yeah. Uh, Ian said that's his Halloween costume and it's very clever. So. Oh, I like that. That's true. Oh, and we won't be blocking your face every time we're showing a comment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I can see the comments at least. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So see, it's all on purpose. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for being here. Just as a uh, background story for everyone, um, we met Travis at the Midwest Ecom Conference. Christina and I both went. Um, we had a great time. So thank you so much for inviting us to that. Okay, you're very welcome. Thanks for coming. You guys both yeah. had a good time. Yes, it was. And thanks for planning that every year. Um, yeah, it's a it's a nightmare every year planning and, the, and doing the, the back end stuff of it, but it, it's it's well worth it. Yeah, you've been doing it how many years? Six uh, this years? would be our seventh year. Seven years, wow. Well, that that's amazing, and it's it's uh, takes takes people like you to bring everybody together and put on a conference. So appreciate it. So, well, I know everybody's very excited to hear about your pricing strategy. We we had a lot of comments on that post, and and a lot of people have been waiting for this show. So you are. Uh, in high demand right now. <laughs> yeah, I've been seeing that all week. I've been getting messages and getting <laughs> notifications of people interested in hearing more. So, well, I guess we'll start. Um, when did you start with merch? I started with merch right away. I got the the invite or the email from Chris Green. Um, it was the end of 2015 when I found out about it. So oh. like right away. And then I've been selling on Amazon myself. I've been Amazon FBA seller for the last five, six years as well. Perfect. That was uh, just like me. I guess. maybe you were a little long. I think I was. I started in 2014, so maybe you were 2013. Yeah, probably right, right around the same time. Yeah. So we we did similar. I I did FBA too, and same as you. I heard about it right right away from Chris Green. I signed up right away, but then I didn't take action for another year. So what about you? You signed up? Yeah, I, I was on, uh, actually when I was 15, I, I couldn't get a PayPal account. So I had to have it in my mom's name. So mm -hmm. from 15 to like, obviously old enough to get your own PayPal account. I still have the same eBay account I've had from when I was 15. I had wow. to actually put it over into my name. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was selling on eBay all through high school, finding stuff, flipping it, and then Realized I could sell on Amazon 2014-15 time. And I knew I could buy on Amazon, but I didn't know I could sell. And then mm -hmm. after I knew I could sell on Amazon, I kind of took it off from there. That's awesome. So how old were you then? Uh, when I started selling on Amazon? Yeah. Like 22 or 23. Oh, okay. So you're young. Uh, I can't figure out the math right now. <laughs> Younger than me, that's all I know. Yeah. Okay. So you did see so you, you started right away on Amazon and then you said you started merch right away, 2015. Did you start uploading right away or you I only uploaded like, I don't know, five or six designs right away. And then it okay. kind of just sat there and I didn't uh -huh. do much with them at first. And then I seen people like getting tearing up and all that and them adding more products. And then I started, I started doing more with it. I started adding more and more to kind of see if sales were there. Mm -hmm. And then after I got sales and it kind of took off from there, tearing oh. up and, and as the screenshots I've sent to you and, and I posted on my personal Facebook, like 
there's money to be made in merch. I mean, it's yeah. not, not dead. RA is not dead. Amazon's not dead. The whole thing is not dead at all. So I'm so happy when I hear people like you, like sometimes it's frustrating when you hear people and they just like get discouraged with all of those platforms. Like I've heard so many people say FBA is dead. So many people say merch is dead. And it's so nice to talk to somebody who's done it the same amount of time as me and still has the same mindset as me that all of it's just beginning. Yeah, or no, at least I, I run into, I run into, like brands that are private label or manufacturers that want to like they're necessarily not selling on amazon um and that's kind of a side thing i've been doing i've been helping them get on amazon vendor central seller central and also into walmart for purchase orders as well as getting on the shelves and, and selling online also too wow i didn't know you were doing that see guys yeah. this is why it was so hard to pick what to talk about today because you i could literally have a whole show on like 10 different things with you yeah, I have my hand in about five baskets right now. So. <laughs> well, and you also wrote a book, right? I did. I, I just wrote a, a book. I'm working on, I wrote a poker book. It's on the Kindle and paperback. Um, it's the top places to play poker online in 2020. We're working on a sports sports betting book right now. Um, one of my merch shirts, in addition to the books, one of my merch shirts was featured on national TV. It was on the WSOP final table. Um, so that was cool. <laughs> So, um, so I've, I've done a little bit of everything, as you can tell. <laughs> Amazing. My book is going back to the book, though. My, that was published on September twenty fourth, and it was uh, the number one number one new release in the card and books category on the twenty sixth, I believe it was. Wow! I remember you posting that, and I was like, "Oh my god, that was your first book you ever wrote, right?" Yes. Yep. I was like, "How is he just like having success at every single thing he does? It's amazing." So just a side note, like, it's so funny that you, that you love poker. Like, I feel like almost everyone I talk to that's an entrepreneur loves poker. Yeah, I, they kind of go hand in hand in some aspects. I, I know a lot of people that are e-commerce people or they're CEOs or um, they're selling on Amazon that are, uh -huh. they also play poker. They also, not necessarily for, for money or big money, but they, they like playing poker. I know um, Shawn Michaels plays poker um, most recently. Um, Oh, yeah, no, I have a lot of friends that play poker and they, they sell online or they're their own their own business owner or entrepreneur. Yeah, I we had uh, Cody Hawk on the show. Uh, yep, like I was watching months, that that one. Yep, a few months ago, and he, um, yeah, he he loves poker. We we all love poker, so <laughs> it was a fun show talking about poker. Um, yeah. and I think Monty Worley, I think he also. Yeah. Yep, Monty does poker too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a few, quite a few people we've run into, but and then a ton of people that they're not professional or anything. But like, anytime I went to ASD, there was always like everyone wants to play Texas Hold'em, so yeah. I definitely played with people there to ASD. It's either blackjack <laughs> or Texas Hold'em when you go to ASD or any Vegas event. <laughs> yep. Teresa's saying I don't see Travis. Is it just me? No, uh, Teresa. We had some technical. This is me. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, he doesn't have power at his house right now. They shut down power to build the house next door. So <laughs> he's making do right now. Yes. Um Okay, so I think we we should get into pricing because I know that's what everybody is so excited about. So okay, so you started merch in 2015, you've been building it up since then. How have you started in the beginning and where are you now with pricing? Like have you so in the beginning, let's say, I kind of just threw stuff up there just to have something up there. Um, for the most part, I started out kind of what everybody else did, like 19, 20 bucks a shirt. Um, and then I, what I found was my stuff was getting on there, but it wasn't like getting any traction. Mm -hmm. And some people say the lower, the cheaper the shirt, the more, the more sales you're going to get, which, which may be true. You might get more sales quantity wise, but I'd rather have the long end of the, the sale. Say I sell a shirt for $25 compared to somebody else sells it for $12. They might sell more shirts, but I'm gonna make more money if I sell 10 shirts compared to them selling three or right. 15. Um, but my, my approach is very simple. Um, it's a simple but effective one. I price my um, items higher, basically based on traffic and trends that are being uh, in the pricing model. So for like for example, like standard and V-neck shirts, I generally price mine at like $29.99 um, like tank tops is normally between like $31.99 to $33.99. And then the long sleeve and the, uh, the Raglan, uh, those are always $39.99. And I use this model 
for everything I made a list of a list of product. And then the hoodies and sweatshirts, those are my high end ones. Those are always forty nine ninety nine. Nice. And I only so I actually have a couple pop sockets up right now. One I have that is selling decent is selling for um nineteen ninety nine. The highest I've ever sold a pop socket for is twenty one ninety nine. Wow, twenty one ninety nine for a pop socket. My highest is seventeen ninety nine for a pop socket. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's pretty good. I mean, it, well, yeah, I can put it down for like nine ninety nine, make a little bit of money, but I'd rather just wait and then and for the the big sale. I mean, you might not get as many, but yeah. for honestly, for anybody, for like, I have about a fifty percent view rate that for any of my products that are on viewed on social media or hashtags or any trends like that. I'm generally seeing about a 50% people that view my products. I'm getting I'm getting traction. They are turned into a customer, wow. whether it be on Amazon or I also use a couple other platforms to sell on that I use like my own website through Shopify, but and post all the popular products for, for people. Okay, um, let's back up. Let's back up. So there's a lot there. So so you you started 29.99. Is that yep. what you said for standards? That's what you started. Yep, at yep. Standard okay. is an extra twenty nine ninety nine. And then when do you go up to forty nine ninety nine, or do you? I don't on normal t-shirts for the most part, unless it's like something like really popular, like my WSOP shirts. I've gone up to forty nine ninety nine. Okay, so if it goes on TV, like that one guy was on TV, that's when you raise it to forty nine ninety nine. Yes, and then okay. to back up also. So for example, like if I don't see any, if I don't see any traction from, um for merch or for, for my books, for example, if I don't see any traction within a week or two, I just mm -hmm. delete it and I put it back up on Amazon because Amazon has a honeymoon period, which most people don't know. Uh, what that means is basically when they create a product listing, it jumpstarts mm -hmm. the sales and the sales rank to be okay. on the top of the page. And you think that's two weeks or one week? Uh, I generally do it about a week and a half, two weeks. Week and a half, two weeks. Uh, would changing the price kind of help reinvigorate that, or you think it's better just to delete it? And, I honestly, and unless you have reviews and stuff like that, I, I just delete it and start over. Okay. I, I keep the same. I keep the same um, design and all that, but I, I and I change up the, some of the keywords and hashtags and trends and all that kind of stuff. But I basically just repost the, the listing. Cool. Interesting. Okay, so hashtags. You just said hashtags. So you use hashtags in your Amazon listings. I do. Okay, and then how? So, and then you were also talking about Facebook. So, do you have a? Yeah, Facebook I use I use page? more than Facebook. I use uh, Facebook, Instagram. I don't. Backing up a little bit, I don't use any Amazon um, ads at all. No Amazon ads. Okay. I use uh, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and Google Ads, and then I use utilize them with hashtags for trends, search terms, and keywords based on what what the market is or what you're kind of product you're selling. Hashtags are free to use. Obviously, yeah. and social media sites are free to use. Um, I use this technique for my conference as well. We don't market our event at all on Facebook or anything like that. It's all social media, word of mouth. That's how we drive so, sales. So do you have um, separate Facebook pages for different niches or do you tend to have all of your shirts in one niche or how um, does that work? That's a, great, that's a great question. Yeah. It's sometimes we, for products that we have like poker related, we make up different page for poker geared mm -hmm. towards people that are following other poker groups or pages. Um, but anything else is generally under one page. Okay. Unless, and then when you say clients or like a, a client of mine that has their own t-shirts that we put under their personal brand. Okay. Okay. So you have clients, you got a lot of stuff going on. Okay. So when you say we, do you have VAs and things like that or who's we? Yeah, I have a couple of VAs. We have a couple, couple people in Minneapolis that were at the conference when you guys were there also. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, I have VAs and people that can that help me if I need help because <laughs> I, I do need help every week. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're doing so much. So then you have clients too. Do you put client shirts on your merch account or you just do merch Not accounts for them? My personal account. No. Okay. I've gotten them approved for their own account, but I, wow. I, I the design are getting them to correct the designer to kind of walk them through the design process. Cool. That's, that's a little bit of what we, what I'm, I've been helping um, a company called Amazon Solutions Group, and mm -hmm. what they're doing is I, I partner with them. They do e-commerce, SEO, social media, and then they also provide Amazon help too for product listing pages and merch pages as well. So neat. 
And then I guess you met them probably from doing the conference, right? You probably meet so many people. Yeah, I met them a couple years ago. I, um, I just from doing the YouTube channel, I end up meeting people or like I was saying, like, I don't have a lot of experience with local merch, but I've gotten two business accounts just from being on the YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, so it, being on social media, you, I get people messaging me every day for some most of it's spam, but I get, I get people messaging decent message, especially on LinkedIn too. like LinkedIn, people can see all your like work history and as well as what kind of performance you can, can provide to them yeah it's it's really so limitless i'm so happy to hear how you're like excited about it still excited about merch still excited about fba um so that that makes me happy and that should be positive news for all of you guys watching that like there are people who stick with this business for long periods of time yeah yeah no, when i started out like for the first i started at the end of 2015 so i didn't honestly make a shirt I would say probably till like April, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and then I, I had my account just sitting there, and then I yeah. was watching people in the groups and doing it, and I put up maybe five, six designs. The first couple designs were were horrible, and then I put up a couple of recent selling ones, and then kind of took off from there. And now I'm like, I think I'm like tier five thousand right now. Nice. Cool. It's kind of smaller than what some people are, but it's it is getting up there too. So that's pretty good though for pricing so high. Like, because tiers don't matter. So it's like no, a no, lot of times, right. a like, lot of times you end up getting more tier hundred and then tier thousand. Like within the first, just selling, just having the six designs up there. Like I went from ten to hundred in like a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. So. um Yeah. So that that's fantastic that you're that you already got up to that tier with pricing so high so um oh somebody's asking what your youtube channel is do you have a youtube channel i do but i don't honestly use it very much other than for okay. the conference but okay. i i am probably going to be bringing it back eventually i just don't know when okay whenever you bring it back just message me and i'll add it to the notes of this show yeah it should be under i think it's midwest ecom but i, I could be wrong midwest. if you look up our videos you can you can find the the, the username for it Okay, cool. So, so you do social media. You, so how does it work with working with the brands? Is it completely separate from your your business, or is is there like any kind of overlap? Like, do you work with any poker stars or anything like uh, that? Like, yeah, the, I have working with a guy right now that does. He's working on an actual uh, video to be in, in theaters um, for poker. So I'm working with him pretty closely. Um, working with a couple people that play all of the United States. Um, for the most part, it's mostly anybody that wants to wear my shirt for the, the shirt side of it. But as far as the brands go, like that want to get on Amazon, I just kind of, they kind of reach out to me and then we kind of go from there. Nice. So, so that sounds like influencer marketing. Like, do you specifically reach out to poker players and ask them to wear your shirt or is it, or are they finding it somehow? Yeah, no, uh, most people are telling their friends that Travis is making poker shirts or generally we offer them a, almost basically a free shirt for the most part, except for shipping. Okay. To, so shirt. you're like in the poker world and they know who you are and you're giving them shirts and then they wear them on TV and then that's yeah. how you get so many people to buy the shirt. Yes, exactly. Yeah. For the poker shirts anyways, yes. That's 100% of what I'm doing. That is awesome. Like, like I was just talking about influencer marketing today and I'm like, this is an area that is so important to start doing more with like influencer marketing is like huge, no matter what niche you're in. So if you're in poker, I mean, if you know people that have that people follow, which they do, like people watch poker on TV, they follow all the poker players. If you get them to wear one of your shirts, that's huge. Right. Yeah. If you get any top person to wear anything, like even like a basketball yeah. game or whatever, it's going to be noticed. Exactly. So like that's I I, going backing up, I don't like again. I don't use Amazon ads, but uh, I, I do use like I do use manual search term research, uh, keywords, search term market trends, and then I also use some paid tools. I do use or Merchant Words. I'm not sure if you met George. From yes, Merchant I did meet George. Yep. Yeah. Great guy. And then I use Merchant Former and then Book Bolt, which is a good one too. And I'm working on getting my my books once I finish my second one into uh, stores, storefronts too. So nice. How are you going to do that? Are you um. Um, I, for my poker book, I'm working on packets to be sent out to each store buyer. 
I have gotten a list of those people. Wow. And I have some people that are in like the gambling books, card game books that are have a couple bigger stores that are bookstores. Um, I'm sending copies of that with a nice PDF um, version of the book as well to their email address, as well as uh, like a letter sent to them by USPS. Um, that so is so I, cool. Sent to them, so they, they, they want to read the book or. How did you think of that? Um, I was working with a couple people that came to the conference that get their books into stores. And there's a local bookstore here that was basically telling us decent tips of what to use. And another tip that people find out that is really good is people are basically asking for um, the book at whether it be Barnes and Noble or Walmart. Um, but they're asking for it in mass demand. So going on social media on your following page and your followers going to stores calling stores trying to get the book like in, from target or walmart or barnes and noble um because generally they, they buy from amazon or they have a distributor on the back end of amazon to get it at wholesale cost uh -huh. my book right now if you go to my web or my book um there's automatically when you make a book on amazon for the most part it pops up there's a seller already selling your book underneath you and they're generally charging like my book's like twenty nine ninety nine in paperback right now, but this person's charging I think like thirty five to thirty eight bucks. So basically, what they're doing is they're basically drop shipping the book under yeah. right, automatically right away. Yeah. If you've ever made a book or know somebody else that made a book, they're, they're automatically on the listing. Mm -hmm. So. And I'm pretty positive that 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 is the the channel that the people are ordering from uh -huh. for stores at wholesale cost through Amazon. Oh, okay. So you just want to go directly to the bookstore and just say, you know, sell it to them directly. Correct. That's, and that, that's really what I'm doing. My, my packets that I'm sending out. So how would that work exactly? Like, how would you give them the books? Because I can, you can get an author copy. Oh, okay. On Amazon, just like you can get a shirt. Uh huh. But I can get them for like, I think you can, you can lower your price and you get an author copy for like four to six bucks. I'd have to look at it. Okay, so you still are going to fulfill it through Amazon. Have you thought about going to like some other way, like publishing a book somewhere else or doing um, it? Some no, way? because Amazon is the, one of like, the cheapest way to get your book out there. Okay. But then getting into other stores, uh, getting into other storefronts is the hardest part. That's really neat that you're thinking so far outside of the box of like most of the people that we talk to. I really like that. That's, yeah. um, like some of us have uploaded books to Barnes and Noble and things like that, but haven't really like gone yeah, that route. About uploading directly to Barnes and Noble, but with the conflict of interest with Amazon, you're, you got to go through Amazon as far as the sales platform. If you put it on Amazon first, you're supposed to anyways. Um, you can I don't sell know about that. Is that true? I don't see how it's a conflict of interest. It, if you select distribute to other marketplaces, then yeah, you if you select it, if you don't select it, if you do it solely on Amazon, yeah. To be on like the to start out, you can do. I'm not sure what the name of it is right in front of me, but if you do it for the free Kindle, that people that sign up for Kindle, whatever it's called. Yeah. If you do that, where they get credits per month. Yeah. You do that paperback. You can only solely sell it on Amazon to start. You uh -huh. can't publish it for a certain period of time. I don't know the date. But oh, I, think it's I see. Okay. You can't publish it anywhere else. They, you can still sell it on those platforms, but you can't give them the rights for the book. Gotcha. Yeah, ah. the Kindle Unlimited thing. Yes, Kindle Unlimited. That's what it's called. Okay. Yep. Okay, I see. Cool. So yeah, you know, basically, I've had people worldwide already read my book. Like, I can I can go on there and see how many pages they read on a certain day. That's so neat. I haven't tried like writing a book yet. I've only done the no content books, like with the yeah no, I'm, notebooks. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna be working on the low, the no content books or low content books, and probably after I finish my sports betting book. Um, I've thought about planners and cookbooks and just random yeah. stuff that I have in my head that hasn't come on the paper yet. So yeah, so so with those, I've only done paperback. I haven't done the Kindle Unlimited and all that yet. So that's good to know stuff to think about. Yeah. Um, but that's so neat, Christina. Did you have anything? I'm sorry, I keep talking the whole time. Um, I was wondering. So so for your items. So I know you do FBA as well. Yeah. Do you take any of your like designs from merch and put them on other products and then pull them back in like to Amazon Seller Central? 
Yeah, I, I have. I've done um, like a t-shirt with my book. That's what I'm working on right now. Like I'm working on the t-shirt that I referenced that is that was on the WSP final table stream. Um, I have, I'm working on putting that into a bundle and putting it on Amazon because in order for somebody else to duplicate that, it's, I mean, it's possible they can buy my book, but for them to make any money, it doesn't make too much sense. Um, they'd be losing a lot of money from buying the shirt at retail price as well as the book. Yeah. So you, uh, bundles is another huge thing, whether it be books, you can basically make your own book on uh, KDP on Amazon. And then you can take both your books. So you have two books. You can take both your books and then make a bundle on seller central. Oh, have you done that? Not yet. I'm gonna, once I get my other books done, I'm going to probably take two or three books and bundle them together and then upload them on Seller Central. That way I get the author copy on my end and then sell them on Seller Central side and make, make more as well. Oh, I like that. Yeah. You can also bundle it with all kinds of stuff. Like you can bundle it with cards. Give, like if I go to like a, a poker room, for example, in Minneapolis, I can give out one of the books and they got to buy the bundle to get the other two or buy the, one of the other two on their product page. Gotcha. Now I haven't ordered a copy of any of my KDP things for a while, but when I did before, they like kind of slapped. Was it formatted goofy or sample? No? They put sample like all over. I don't know if it was the front cover or the back cover or something. Have you ordered one yet? I've ordered not the Kindle, but I have ordered the paperback author copy and it was fine. Oh, good. Okay. That could be it. So I think when I... And there was a spot to like sign it too. I think it was in the front. Oh, nice. Okay. Like a signature so, spot. That's cool. That must be, I'm guessing it's probably different since it's an actual like content book. Right. So, okay. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, I think I booked my first book. I think it's like 63 pages, not counting the front and back cover. Okay. So I don't know how many pages yours one was, but it might be based on the content. I'm not sure. Yeah, mine was uh, the ones that I've ordered have been all low content. Okay. Um, and one was like 120 pages. And I think the other one was just like around 100 pages, but they each came because I was kind of thinking that I might try something like that too. And then I ordered it and I was like, oh God, it's a sample all over it. I'm like, well, shoot. Yeah, I, see my, so. I do the author copy and I basically, I don't make any money obviously off the book when you get it, you pay a little bit like four bucks or six bucks, whatever it is. But right. you make your money when people, more people find out about your product and they buy it or when you give it off to somebody that, that benefits from it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's all about creating value where it goes for anything in life. I mean, if you're creating value, and something or someone, I mean, it's going to be beneficial to you and them as well. Exactly. That's really neat. Oh, Tim Massey's saying they don't, they do that so you can't bundle and resell. So you'll have to see it, try it again. Uh, you'll have to try see. it. Yeah, see if it works. But either way, even if you have to buy it full price, like there might be a way to still still make it work with doing a well, bundle. Worst case scenario, you just lower your price for that time to buy 100 bucks. Exactly. You know? I know with um, oh, yeah. CJ from uh, Amazon Seller Lawyer, he sends me, uh, well, 200 plus books for the conference every year. And they're all the ones you guys got in your swag bags. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And those are, those are KDP books. And there's no there's no sample on them. So I'm not sure about that. I'll look. Beth is saying, okay, she's saying, if you order it as an author copy, it will have sample on it. If you make it live, then order it from KDP, it doesn't have the word sample on it. Yeah, I think that's what I did. Okay. okay. Just priced Thank it basically. Yeah, right, right. Okay. Yeah, so if you just put it at cost, and that's cool. There's, yeah. it's, um, it's limitless, all the stuff you can do. And if you start doing bundles, that's even more things you can do because you could add. I mean, you could even bundle it with a shirt if you have like a shirt for them to wear the tournament and a book, right? Or deck of or cards or whatever. Partner with somebody for a casino or wherever, and have the, that shirt plus whatever shirt they have, their merchandise. Not necessarily an Amazon merch shirt, but whatever merchandise they have, to partner with your book and make a listing as oh, well. Oh, that's true too. That's a great idea. Oh my gosh, so many things. I'm so excited. <laughs> So, okay, so you're working on books, you're working on merch, you're still doing FBA? 
I am, yep. Still doing FBA. Do you have a team, like a warehouse and team and everything? Uh, no, I have a, a big enough garage, but I have like oh. a four-car garage that I, I work, do my Amazon stuff in. Wow, that's big. Well, you sound energetic and everything. Like you could do all these different things and uh, <laughs> it's great. Um, so are you, are you really excited for Q4? Like, do you feel like you're really set up well? Um, set up well, I just need more more inventory. Cause right yeah. now it's, it's, I had a slow last couple months on FBA, but it's it's getting picking back up now. Like mm -hmm. FBA was, it's normally not as slow as it's been the last couple months, but it's, it's getting busier. Yeah. Is it be almost it's Halloween in three days and it's, it's just getting to four four We're four. like really in the midst of Q four right now. It's so exciting. But it's really cool that you also have KDP and then you also have merch. Like it's it's a lot of things going on. So that's that's great. Yeah. Can you can you tell us um there were some people asking you know, on average, I know it probably varies from month to month, but on average, about how many products do you sell on merch by Amazon with that higher pricing strategy? Um, on a good month, I'd have to look. Let me think here. Um, I'm trying to think about the print screen. I sent Helen a couple of months back. That was a decent week, I would say. I probably okay. sold 100 plus shirts that week. That's so awesome. I was selling a shirt every five, 10 minutes, I would say. Wow. When yeah. I was freaking out because my, my shirts were flying off the shelves and they were getting noticed. Um, but I mean, a slow month, I would say 20 to 40, maybe 50 shirts a month, which okay. is, even, even a slow month is still, I think, value more than if you're pricing them as a nine, nine to 20 bucks, you might sell, you might sell another extra 50 shirts, let's just say, or hundred shirts. But the, when I've done the numbers and it, it makes, you make about 70 to 80% more in the long run doing pricing it higher, even if you get less sales quantity wise. So I just, sorry, I was listening to what you were saying, but I just saw this note from Beth and that's really interesting. She says you can list it at the lowest price allowed, then buy it, then raise the price. The only country it won't raise the price is in Belgium. They only allow a price change every 18 months. I had no idea. Oh, wow. That's good to know. Yeah, that's that's another reason why I delete the product and then I re-put it back on, especially for T-shirts. I don't really do that with my book right now. but I think she's talking about books because I think for T-shirts, T-shirts yeah. that we don't have Belgium yet. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I never had to delete my book so far other than when I first started, like I changed the title and I didn't want to wait. So I just put the book back up. <laughs> oh, this is a good question. Ian's asking you, do you have a high return rate at those prices? I do not. Like I have priced stuff at lower prices when I started out and I, I honestly get average returns. I think like a couple, if I sell a hundred shirts, I maybe get back seven to five returns, I would say. That's not bad. Yeah. No, it's less than 10%. That's awesome. And that's, I think that's pretty standard. So, yeah, I mean, I think anything even 10 to 15% is probably standard for clothing just because it's clothing. Um, if you get up into the 25 to 30%, then you're, that's, that's high. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like, like selling electronics on FBA. Like electronics are always nightmares, printers, DVD flares, routers. Those are all kind of like stuff you can make high ROI on, but, it might be returns. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think with you, it's like, you know, your customer base, like these are specific people that you're t targeting. So I don't, and plus they're making so much money at the poker tables, probably that they can afford the higher price. Yeah. I mean, most of the people that are buying the shirts or the other products that I put on Amazon, like they can afford to buy it. So like they can afford to spend 300, uh, five thousand dollars for a buy-in for poker tournament so what's 50 bucks to them to be honest exactly um, yeah and most, most poker players wear hoodies you've seen videos and and pictures with people wearing hoodies with the with sunglasses on i'm sure everyone yeah uh, this, this live is, has seen that before so yeah and that's a great example you know i know a lot of new people ask like what should I design for and what's the trick and what's the tips and all of that but it's really like knowing your niche and that's what you're doing. You know that niche inside and out. So you can right. design things that they love. Right. So and they want to wear on TV. So 
yeah, yeah. Most, a lot of the Amazon products that I that I bought, and I know my Amazon merch, my Amazon shirt that I have with the different colors on the front of it. Um, that one and a couple of the they're very comfortable, they're comfortable clothes. Yeah, as well. Yeah, I love my merch shirts. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I have a couple of them. Um, what was I about to say? Uh, oh, I think a lot of a lot of people end up just trying to rely just on organic traffic on merch. So I yeah, I mean, what, I did that when I first started. When I put the first five six products up, I just yeah. let them sit there. I mean, yeah, I might have one or two sales a month, but like, and if you're not going to do anything with them, you might get some sales, but you might not either. So yeah. So I think what you're doing is much smarter. Like you're using hashtags. You're get you're thinking outside the box. Like with either giving shirts to people that you know that play poker or letting them know you have them. Um, so I think that's what's really helping you with raising your yeah, prices. I play, for for example, I don't play very much right now, but when I do play, I normally wear my shirt that I made or a shirt that I know that is under my, my one of my many brands that I've helped when I when I play. So I get a picture taken. Mostly, all the most bigger tournaments now, they take pictures that photography team. He has a photography team. Good State Spoker Tour has a photography team. Um, all those have photography teams. So you get pictures with your merch shirt on, which is which is good to, tool also. So even if you lose the tournament, you got people taking pictures of you. So. Yeah, yeah. And I think I kind of disagree with this comment, Patty. So Patty says, um, guess what the lesson is to gamble on raising prices, see what happens. I think you're probably saying gamble to play off the poker we're talking about. Yeah. And I think, um, I don't think it's a gamble really so much. Um, I think that you're really going about this a, a really smart way where you're um, starting it at 29.99, which is high, but it's not that high. And then it's- um, well, I, I think of, if I go to like, for example, if I go to Target right now, they're mm -hmm. all closed now, but if I go to Target, um, you go to buy a shirt, even with just like a saying on it or uh -huh. normal sweatshirt, like the sweatshirt I'm wearing now, you can't see it, but um, just a normal sweatshirt with a zipper or just a normal pullover. Uh -huh. it's just normal black sweatshirts, like 30, 40 bucks. Yeah. Unless yeah. you got coupons and you got savings on top of that too. So yeah. But I'm, but I mean the T-shirts themselves, uh, even starting at twenty nine ninety nine, you can definitely get T-shirts cheaper than that. But you're, yeah. but it's it's a custom thing, and it's it, you're targeting an audience that has enough money to buy it, and you know that niche, so you know the hashtags, you know the people, you know what they want, um, and you know that there's yeah, and uh, if you don't have hashtags too, like so let's for example, let's say you're selling. Um, I don't know, sunflowers stuff, whatever. If you just go to Google and type in sunflower hashtags, it spits out, honestly, like 100 hashtags in your face, like for you to use. Okay. And it's something might be not be relatable to what you're selling. It might be sunflower, whatever, but pick through them and find like the top 50 plus hashtags that you want to use. Like each platform's got their own characters of how many you can, you can use, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Like when I have to, when I post personally, I have to alter certain things to make it fit. Yeah. Like okay. Generally, use the max is what whatever platform, especially on on Facebook and Twitter. Instagram is generally really long, so I don't know the exact characters, but. So did you say you use a tool to find hashtags, or you just type in like poker like, hashtags? For for hashtags, I just look I look on each platform, Facebook, okay, each platform. Instagram, Twitter. And then I get all the top ones. And then you can see also on other people's posts what they're using for top ones too. You can copy those. And then I also go to Google. You can type in like poker, online poker hashtag, and then it'll spit out a bunch of them. I don't know the website right off the top of my head, but it, it's generally the top one or two. You can click on one of those. Yeah. And I, again, I also use the Merchant Former, Merchant Words, and Book Bolt too for okay. other stuff. Okay. Yeah, so it doesn't sound like a gamble. It sounds like you're doing a lot of uh, work because you're you're making sure you have the right words, the right hashtags, and you know the niche, and you um, go about it a lot of different ways. And I think that advertising on TV is so smart because it's like all those poker, when you're targeting the top poker players, it is all televised. So you can get your shirt of, on TV. A lot of those also, they have well, they have an app called Poker Go right now, which they it's a kind of like Netflix. It's a subscription just for poker related stuff, but they they do replays of big tournaments. So all my stuff's getting replayed many many times over and over again from the WSP that was just on. 
That's awesome. Back in July. So once you, so what makes you decide to raise a shirt price? So if you started at twenty nine ninety nine, when do you raise the price? If I see, okay, so say I started at twenty ninety nine, say the traction, I have a hundred sales in like a week, then I bump it up generally to like thirty one or thirty three ninety nine, just to see if I can get the same kind of traction the following week. Okay. So say I sell hundred shirts the first week at twenty ninety nine, second week I charge thirty two ninety nine. I get 78 sales. I keep it at that for until the next week. So the next week rolls around. I'm still at like 80. I'm 80 sales. Then I'm, I just keep it at 30. I keep it at that rate until it passes the first week at 20.99. If that makes sense. Okay. Okay. So I'm trying to think like how that would work. So do you just keep doing that every week until it eventually gets to 49.99, or is um, there not necessarily if, it, if I if I find in the middle sweet spot between 29.99 and 49.99, I kind of keep it there. So if I say, if I, for example, if I start at 29.99 and I sell 100 of them, and then I change it to 32.99 and I sell 78, and then I say the next week I change it to 39.99, I only sell like 40, then I go back down. Okay, so you like 20, like around 30, somewhere around 30. Yeah, except for, I mean, if I'm storing interest, even when I raise my price, then I, I go all the way up to 49.99. I don't really go past there. Yeah. Okay, so if it, so probably it would have to pretty much go on TV or something like that for it to get Yeah, I mean, if, I, if it's selling out like crazy, if I'm selling 500 plus in a couple weeks' time at a cheaper amount, then I raise my price. Perfect. I love it. So when a shirt is taking off like that, do you make other variations of it? I do. I um I add so when I make a post or when I make a listing on Amazon for t-shirts, I generally do a light in a dark color. So each okay. um uh product page has like a light and a dark version of my shirt. And I change the colors and the like the design itself to match the background of each shirt. Nice. And then sometimes we also go a little further and we say the background's got like, uh, it's not transparent on the, the, the image itself is transparent for the design, but the graphic in the middle, maybe not tra transparent. So uh -huh. we also do the transparent, say like for the letters, like on an O, we do the middle of the O transparent, match the color of the shirt. Nice. Okay. So do you have like a team of designers or how does that work? Um, I do not. I, uh, I do most of it myself, and I, I have okay. a, I have one guy that's really good. I've known him for since the conference. He's a one of the top Fiverr people that just designs. Nice. Fiverr is obviously most people use it. Um, it's very affordable. You can do anywhere from five dollars up to like a couple hundred dollars now. But um, generally, I pay five to twenty five dollars for a design. Some designs I have made myself, which I'm not the the best best person to design. But I mean, I. I've had made some decent designs as well. That's all pretty decent. Nice. Well, I love this. I love the strategy. Do you get um, do you get requests directly from the poker players? Um, I've gotten like I'll put up posts on my personal Facebook or comment on what they're talking about, and then generally they give me ideas from what they want, but they don't really like give me requests per se. They just kind of oh, I wish you this shirt was made or so-and-so cool. generally funny. when i take their ideas and i say oh i'm gonna make a shirt this is a shirt and then they're like oh cool send me the link and then they buy it so cool so you okay so facebook page do you have a facebook group too or it's just a page i have both for poker players yep cool okay yeah, midwest poker midwest poker so is it is it uh people that are like um What's the word? Uh, like intermediate, or I don't know what the word is. Like not professional. Some people have made like four hundred plus thousand in the tournament, but they're not like necessarily pros. Okay. Um, there's people that are in there that are pros, like um, Phil Helmuth is from Wisconsin. He's from Madison. Um, he's a, a huge poker player, but he's not really from here anymore. He does lives in California. He does a lot of the World Series stuff. He does a lot of the big stuff, but. Most of the people that we are play around here aren't professionals. I would say it's mostly, I'd say like 5% are another 95% okay. are not. Okay. So you've got like this tight knit group and then you've also got the page. Um, and do you uh, post 
all kinds of different content in there or is it mostly your um, shirt listings or all kind, of, all kind of poker content whether okay. it be just kind of getting them engaged from um a video about poker or like poker news or just a little bit of everything and then we put plug in a shirt every week or two nice perfect that is i post a day i've seen people that do like 10 to 15 posts a day with uncertain groups and i've seen a lot of traction between like five and eight posts a day it's kind of anything more than that kind of gets too much yeah gosh i can't even keep up with five to eight i don't know how many posts i do in merch money but it's not five to eight <laughs> i do like one or two a day yeah i might do generally i do like three i would say three or four if uh -huh. that, some weeks it might be honestly five for the week it just depends yeah. how much other stuff i got going on exactly yeah Molly has a good question she's asking you if you have copycats i do not stuff. you do not do you have it listed as private or public for my listings they're they're all for my some of my poker ones are private if i'm just starting out but the, all my currently my ones are public right now they're all public and you don't get any copycats i do not have any copycats that's so interesting i wonder why because a lot of people end up getting copycats at some point. Yeah, I mean, I've seen, I've seen copycats like on, not on Amazon. I've seen copycats similar to what I have, but they're on other platforms. Wow. Hmm. You're lucky. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've had copycats. Yeah, like I've seen like similar, like very similar design. The font might be a little bit different, but it's not the exact same. And they're on like other websites. Like I got Google ads, they pop up, but they're not mine. Like Redbubble and all that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, there was another question earlier. So when you were talking bundling, um, do you do uh, seller fulfill bundling or do you send like bundle it and send it in for oh, I do have FBA? Yeah, I know if I had to merchant fulfill everything, um, that'd be a nightmare because I sell well over a couple thousand items a, a month. Uh, my post office lady would not like me or my UPS guy. Uh, but no, I, I send everything. I, I polybag everything in, in poly bags. Um, I label everything, send it in the Home Depot box to Amazon. When it's obviously when it sells, you get paid. Uh, but I send it all FBA. Okay, okay. And that's how you plan to do like the the shirt book combos as well? Exactly. Yep. Okay. All, all FBA. Cool. So neat. But you said you have a Shopify store too, right? Is that what you said? I I personally do not. I have a Shopify store that I help people with for the poker oh. side of it. That yeah. Oh, I, I see. Sold through as well. Okay. So you're helping somebody else. So, wow, that's a lot to keep track of. Yeah, I know. How, how do you keep track of everything? Uh, a lot of paper and notes and <laughs> like note apps on my phone when I'm on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> do you like time block your day or do you do certain things? Uh, I try to. I just kind of make a list generally for the day or the week and then what I need to get done or like kind of uh, incentive or mm -hmm. a guide to kind of this is what I need to do. And I, I try to do it all, but mm -hmm. sometimes it rolls over to the next week as most people. As most yeah. People. yeah. Now, can you can you take a couple minutes? I know we talked about it at the beginning. Um, can you talk a little bit more about the what you know about the Amazon algorithm and how that works and and what happens when a product is first listed? And yeah, so going back to to that a little bit, um, basically what I've seen, and I've, I have somebody talked about this at the conference this past July too, and I forgot who it was. I think it was Brandon Young. Um, but what I've seen is when you post, whether it be a book, it don't matter if it's a book, if, if it's a t-shirt or if it's a private label product that you're, you're putting on Amazon Seller Central, um, if you're putting something on, on Amazon, it has to make a product page, a product listing page. It doesn't matter what platform you do use to put it on. So what I've noticed and what I've been told um, is when you put something up, it's kind of like the honeymoon phase. Basically, what that means is from a certain period of time, I don't know the exact specifics on it. I think it's a week and a half to like three weeks. I could be wrong on the time frame. But during that time, they basically want you to basically drive your sales, whether that means ads. Again, I don't use ads for Amazon, but they basically want you to drive your sales um, right away to get the sales rank built up, as well as you getting sales as well, whether that be organic or paid ads on, I use, again, I use social media and other, other platforms 
for like small ads. I don't do much more than like two cents or nickel ads on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But I set my budget for like a hundred bucks and let it run until it runs out. But for, for Amazon to drive any kind of sale, um, a lot of people are using like chatbots. I know it's kind of difficult with um, t-shirts and all that. But if you have a item on like a item on Amazon FBA, you you made the product listing page. What people are able to do is use like they're making a, some people are making a group on Amazon or on Facebook. And what they're doing is they're like providing value to them to sign up for that group on Facebook. And they're offering free products basically for reviews pretty much to build the listing and to drive a sale. And then they're paying them back through Cash App, PayPal, or whatever. However, they Facebook pay and they're, they're basically paying for that review pretty much just to drive the sale. And it's done organically because it's not sent, they're not sent the link. They're actually going and finding it by searching it in on the Amazon app. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. You're not supposed to pay for, for reviews, but I do, I have heard about that. Um, where if someone types in and is searching that helps a lot with the algorithm rather than just giving them a link to buy. Exactly. Yeah. If you're giving them a link and they're so. getting it directly from you, then it's more times, nine times out of 10 that reviews and be gone. So that you're telling them to type in uh poker book and go to, uh, sort by release date, and then if they're finding it that way, then it, that's a different story. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, well, that's a way around to do the review. And thing. then you're basically crediting them back. But I think not on Amazon side. You're basically they're not refunding the book. They're they're keeping the book for free, and you're paying them back through like Cash App, PayPal, uh, Facebook Pay, Google Pay, that kind of thing. Oh, well, I don't know if I want. <laughs> I don't endorse that. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll erase myself. I personally from that. do that, but I know people that do. So. <laughs> Yeah, I worked. I worked as a loan officer too long. Where there was so much uh, regulation that I'm like scared of anything like that. Right. But I do know that when you search, the other added benefit of it is just that it helps a lot with with ranking your product when people are specifically searching for your yeah, product. Getting 100 people to search your product, like yeah, first comes out, it's going to be higher up there. Whereas you have it up there for six months and hundred people searched it throughout the six months. It's going to be obviously higher up on Amazon's algorithm to be on the higher end of the page. Just being yeah. for a hundred times in a week. Yeah. I remember learning that from Midwest Econ conference. Cause yeah. I had never really thought about that. Like I was thinking like, Oh, if you're advertising your book or, or whatever, your shirt, obviously you just put the link wherever. And, and but I didn't, you want to jumpstart the, the process, whether it be ads or getting traffic to it right away. And yeah. it's so, not best to use the link. It's best for them to find it themselves by yes. another way of method to tell them how to find it. So is that another reason why you do hashtags in your listing? Do you tell them the hashtag and then they search for that on Amazon and find your shirt? Um, yeah, I use I use all the trending hash. I don't necessarily tell them. I Generally, if I want somebody to buy something, I don't mm -hmm. give them the link. I just say, go look up either my name or poker book and then search for um, like the newest release date or add 2020 to it or until they find it organically themselves, like going on their computer or their phone on the Amazon buying platform uh -huh. and they find it, then I, I, I don't give them the direct link ever. Cause wouldn't you, wouldn't you be able to just make a very unique hashtag, like include trending ones also, but do like a very yeah, unique one? Yeah, you could could look up like make your own unique one like for, yeah for and then oh that's a good idea i think that would help them find it more easily but also get that benefit of finding it through searching Organically, right yeah through that hashtag yeah that, that's another good way you can do it too yeah like, like, we use midwest ecom 20 but you could use like poker book travis and it would come up too so yeah exactly like do something that you know no, nobody's gonna do Right. Well, um, or they will until yeah, the they got to start somewhere, you know, so it, it gets started with somebody making a hashtag and then people. <laughs> I can just see like in a couple of weeks, you're going to screenshot and be like, look at this Travis poker is trending hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, you're welcome, Travis. I gave you that idea. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's a cool idea though. And I'm like, kind of, like ideas are just spinning in my head. I'm thinking if you That's have me on an everyday basis, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like if you had a really engaged group, you could almost even do like a contest for that. Like, Hey, I just dropped a new shirt on Amazon. 
you can find it by searching these keywords. If you know the first person to find it, I'll buy that shirt for you and send it to you or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You have a nice yeah. Facebook group or a, a, even a page based yeah. around what you're selling or what kind of trending shirts. I mean, that would be definitely very well a benefit. Yeah. So cool. Huh. Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> do oh. you do anything? Sorry, really quick. Do you do anything where you have like people take a picture wearing your shirt and then like tag a certain hashtag or something? Uh, no, generally they do that by themselves, to be honest, for okay. the, at least for the poker aspect of it. I have noticed other people and other other kind of shirts that I sell that do that too. Like uh -huh. look what I got and then, then they actually put it, generally it's people that find it on Pinterest or Instagram that uh -huh. will comment on there with their picture. So cool. That's awesome. Man, what are and your- sometimes, sometimes people leave reviews too on Amazon with the wearing their shirt too. Nice. As a review. Have you um, like thought about what you want to do in the future with all of this? Like, do you think you're going to start a Shopify store? Are you um, not 100 sure? I I do. Um, I have so much going on right now. I like I said I started helping company get people that need help basically in um, social media, e-commerce, SEO, and then uh, anything with Amazon related, pretty much or e-commerce related. We're starting to help them increase their value and revenue. Um, that's kind of my focus right now, that in the conference for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, but my, my shirts are kind of going as they are. I, I'm not really working on any designs right now. I mean, I should be, but I have spots open. But Yeah. That's the good thing about merch. You can just pick up whenever. Like it's Yeah, no, I can. I have plenty of spots open. I can yeah. um, start and adding more design. I can add five a week if I want to, or I can add none. So Yeah, it's awesome. So Patty's asking, is it okay to use hashtags in merch? I've never been told otherwise. I honestly, yeah. I don't put them in my, I don't put them in my bullets or anything like that. I put them in a description. In the ah, description. Okay. okay. I don't put them in the title or the, the bullets. I put them in the description. Because the, the description is more what Google uses and everything. So that'll help. Google, Google uh, search SEO crawl tool crawls the description. They, they also crawl the bullets in the title, but generally that's kind of like an eyesore for people to look at. For a hashtag being on there, most people don't read the description. To be honest, on Amazon, yeah, like, you, you buy something for the honestly for the most part. You that the description is more for ranking, mm -hmm. but when you buy something on Amazon, generally, if you buy whatever it is, you buy based on the title, the pictures, and the bullets on the top. Like you generally, not, the normal person doesn't look at the description unless they want to know, find out the very specific details that isn't yeah related up top. Okay, so in the description, and that's. That's a good idea because I know if you try to search using the pound sign or the hashtag sign on Amazon, it just removes that. Yeah, and see, mine, mine search, mine work when you search mine based on the hashtags. Really? And yeah. I've done like a shirt where the whole entire shirt is a hashtag. Like I just make a shirt hashtag whatever, and then the, yeah, yeah. the word. And I've had it. It I've had the hashtag in the title. Like I spell out hashtag, but I also do the sign. And I don't yeah, think see, there's I've ever never, been a problem. I've never done them up there just because I don't I need to. I mean, I, yeah. I don't, it needs hashtag, but I generally, yeah. put, like I said, in the description where, and I'm kind of, for the most part, I match, unless I come up with different ones, but I matched them with my social media posts as well. Okay. I've never even thought about whether it'd be okay or not okay on merch. I just assumed it would be okay. I don't know. Maybe we should look. I'm assuming it's fine. I don't know why it wouldn't be. Yeah, my listings have been up since the last couple of years now, and I have not had an issue with, yeah. with hashtags in the description anyways. I don't know about title and bullets. I wouldn't do it up there, to be honest, but just because yeah. if you look at it on your phone, you look at it any kind of product, no matter what it, it is, look you should or not, it, it doesn't look good on the top. But if you generally, you don't see it on the bottom unless you're digging for the description. Because some people like having a shirt that says that. I don't know. I've sold, I've sold hashtag shirts before, so. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Um, let me. I'm checking right now <laughs> to see if I have the hashtag in the title. I'm pretty sure it's been a while, but I'm pretty sure I do. Um, but yeah, I've never even really thought about whether that would be. So now I got to look if there's some kind of rule about hashtags on merch. Yeah, <laughs> if anybody I, knows, I let me know. I haven't obviously dug too much into the. I mean, I, I know most of the terms of service, but I haven't had I've again, had, any issues. I've, hashtags so yeah I've read the terms of service um, but I I don't remember seeing anything about hashtags 
Uh, let me just check. Yes, I have a shirt with, like most of them say had the word hashtag, but then I have a couple that actually have the hashtag symbol and they're live. Does that, yeah, mine are live too. Because mine comes up, I don't know about the, does yours come up with the hashtag and the word, whatever it is, in this, go on the Amazon like buying app and see if it comes up with your hashtag and okay. your word. If, if not, you could edit it and put it in the description and then test it in a couple days and see if it comes up. And I bet you it will if it doesn't come up now. That's cool. Let me see if it shows. This one, it just has it spelled out. So I don't know if it was removed. Um, hmm. But I guess people found it from spelling out the word hashtag. So that could work too if, if the actual symbol goes away. Yeah, if the symbol goes away, they're still using the word. It should come up, but yeah. mine, are, mine are showing in the description. I know for a fact they're they're showing in the description with all. I have about fifty hashtags or thirty hashtags on one of my listings, and it comes up when you search like poker T-shirt with the hashtag. That's so. cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. I'll have to look into it more and see if there's any rules around it. I haven't. Uh, I only have a few shirts with hashtags in them, so. Maybe maybe try it this week and see what happens. Make a shirt, just testing it. Yeah. yeah. General shirt and put it in the description. And then a couple of days later, by the weekend, search for the shirt. Like you're going to buy it with the hashtag only, and then it should come up. Okay. A lot of people are saying they've used hashtags without any problems. Okay. Perfect. Good. Then I'm doing right. something right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Patty, weren't you the one who asked the question? You made me all nervous. There was some kind of rule. And then the next thing she says is she uses them. <laughs> I think she was probably just wondering if it was actually okay to use them. <laughs> She's like, before I admit to using hashtags. Yeah, not okay? I haven't had any of my listings pulled for using hashtags. I mean, I've had. <laughs> she made me go look up my shirts to see if they were okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, too funny. All right. Oh my gosh, we're over the hour. That went so fast. Oh my god. Thank I didn't you. Think it was gonna go an hour. Yeah, well, we could go on for like a million more hours, but we won't. We had a really long show last week. We want to try not to do that again. But is, is there anything else? Um, oh, is Yang there? Hey, Yang. It was so nice of you to come with us to Ecom Chicago. Yeah, great to see you there. <laughs> Travis, did you see that post we did? I think so. Yeah, it looked like a cardboard cutout, which would yes. be really cool. Yeah, I did see that. I think it I would be awesome if we had a cardboard cutout of Yang, but the, I don't even know how to make one of those. Like, everybody doesn't believe us. They think we have a cardboard cutout. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you even make one? Of, I don't know. I don't, Trust me, don't I, have one. I actually uploaded one. There are sites. So really, I was trying to figure out like, okay, if we're flying somewhere, do I have to check Young or <laughs> is he like a carry on? I don't know how any of this works. So, <laughs> oh my God, you looked into it way more than I did. I didn't even think about it at all. Young saying, yeah, it was great seeing everyone. <laughs> yeah. I had like completely forgot like, oh, we're at a conference. We should take a picture with Young. It wasn't even on my mind, but then I, I, I was like nervous because I was about to go up and talk. And then I look over, Christina was sitting right next to me and I look over and she's like with photo app, uh, Photoshop, like trying to add Yong to a picture. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's hilarious. Yeah, I saw it with a cutout. I was like, well, it wasn't working very well to add it to a picture. So I was like, we should take a picture and just have a space in between so that we have like an easy place to put Yong. <laughs> so then we stand up in the front of the stage, like after the, con like at a break or something. And we take a picture like, a foot apart from each other and everybody's looking at us like do they really hate each other like why are they so far apart because it was right at lunch so like there's a long line of people all seeing us take this picture it's hilarious yeah <laughs> flop was like what are you guys doing <laughs> i know well we went the extra mile young to get that picture <laughs> and young says, what what part did you cut out he was there he was there <laughs> so he, he was behind the camera taking the picture of us with the cardboard cutout. You know? Oh, there you go. There you go. Well, Travis, do you have anything else that you wanted to talk about? I know it flew by. I don't know if we missed stuff. No, just a conference special that I have going on right now. That's probably about it. Yeah. Tell us. Um, well, basically, at the end of the show, um, 
I activated a code merch merch money a hundred gets you a hundred dollars off for the conference. Wow, hundred dollars off, jeez. And then after that, it goes back down to the, the normal merch money, which was fifty bucks off after after that. So, so it's one that's week. All I got. Nice. One week? Is that what you said? One week. Yeah. Yep. Okay, one week. You get a hundred dollars off. Hopefully, I put it in the description. If not, I'll add it. Um, yeah, not a problem. You, you just say merch money one hundred. Is that what you said? Yep. Merch Money 100. Let me write this it's, down. Uh, MidwestEcom.com. Basically, our conference is 110% give back. Basically, we do prize drawings, as you guys know. Um, we have people that sponsor the conference from all over the United States. Some people come from overseas. We have um, our, our event site. We actually have, you can enter to win tickets as well. There's a link on our, our event site. And then we have our Facebook group, obviously, Midwest Ecom yeah. Conference as well. Oh, awesome. I'm excited. Patty's funny. Yeah. Come to you. Yes, they're they're allowed. It's in it's in Minneapolis, but I live in Wisconsin, so they they are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any chance to walk around Minneapolis when we were there. I think I like walked around like the block or something, but I didn't go far. So maybe next time. Yeah, it's beautiful there. I spent one extra day and kind of explored that last day and it's just a beautiful city so awesome i've been there twice now and both times i didn't see any of minneapolis <laughs> <laughs> they were both conferences both left like right after but anyway well thank you so much travis i learned so much today and i'm so excited to see all of your progress and um it's just it's amazing to see not a problem. If they need to reach out to me. They can. They can do so on my Facebook or the conference page as well. So, perfect. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks for coming on, even without the power and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Not a problem. Thanks for having me. All Don't right. Bye. Like and subscribe, everyone. <laughs>